0: Hello, it's me. Welcome to the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies, the aspirational podcast for hopeless people. And I am your host, Donna Scott, currently walking through the subways in very, very chilly Milton Keynes. Right, so this is my trying to get podcast done for this week. I have been so chocker. Oh my goodness, it's been crazy and I was ill last week, but I was dreading having to get round to recording this because I'm trying to do a lot of content for um, my comedy group The Extraordinary Time Travelling Adventures of Baron Munchausen and that's trying to do a little bit of something every day. That's taking up a lot of time and also, you know, work, the day job. That's pretty busy. (laughs) And then there's getting home. The commute. The commute has been so rough. I can go home on the train from Milton Keynes to Northampton. But it's a lot cheaper to go on the bus. And normally it's only slightly more inconvenient. But my goodness, it has been an absolute nightmare these past few days. I'm not even sure why. But um, I... Got on the bus yesterday, pretty much on time, half past five and it pretty much spread along the road when it got to, to road, the village of road, the X6 and then it pretty much ran into traffic, hardly moving traffic, all the way to Grange Park, whereby the bus tends to be slowed down even more by people getting on at Amazon. And Clipper. So I didn't actually get to the bus station till half past seven. And had to pop at the shop. So it was like half past eight by the time I got in. I mean, that's too late. It's too late, isn't it? More tired just going home from the day job than I am going gigging. Oh, I was thinking, you know, something has to be done. But anyway, I needed to get my podcast recorded. So I thought I'd have a go. This is me walking from the day job to the bus station. And uh, I've only got about 15 minutes before the bus is due, so... Oh, this is interesting, isn't it? What am I moaning about transport? I'm just checking to make sure it's actually recording. This thing keeps running out of batteries as well. Oh, good grief. So I've actually been up to a number of things in the past couple of weeks. I should impart some interesting gossip. Yeah, uh, I have been on a bit of a comedy busman's holiday again, the American edition, and that I've been to a couple of gigs and you know, I was infusing so much about going to see Steve Hofstetter and he was amazing. And also Daniel Muggleton, Daniel Daniel Muggleton, his support was also amazing, and we had a great time. Um, and I've written about it very positively on my on my uh, website, but <laughs> the night wasn't wholly brilliant. Um, a bit scary actually. And Steve Hofstetter himself has now indicated on the page, saying, "Northampton, you've got a lot of fight in you." Uh, <laughs> As a bit of a nod to the fact that, yep, a fight pretty much broke out around me. <laughs> Not around me. There were people weren't stunned by my beauty, and going. I must fight for that lady. No, um, some long-time, long-time fans of Steve's, wearing the T-shirts and everything, um, were seated to the right of me, and they complained about some noise coming from a couple sitting on a sofa behind them. Um, I don't know why there was people on that sofa because we basically got told as soon as we walked in not to sit that side of the room but I think they had decided that they wanted to be snuggly and they went and sat in the alcove which doesn't have a great view of the stage to be honest. Oh, I'm walking in the middle of the Milton Keynes present. It's all sparkly. I feel amazing. Woo! I'm also a nutter talking to herself in the middle of a light display. Oh yeah, so Steve Hofstetter, right? Um, The venue he was playing at sometimes has a lot of noise leak from downstairs. So if the bar's busy, you can hear people chatting downstairs, and that's what I assumed had been going on, because I could hear some chatter, but not a lot of it. And so the fans who, to my right... They stopped Steve, hold on a second Steve, in the middle of one of his set-ups, going so, I'm really, really sorry, but these people behind me, could you just be quiet please? I've waited three years to see Steve Offsetter, and all I can hear was you yacking on, so stop it, thank you. And then he got a round of applause from people, so he should have stopped there really, but he just carried on a little bit going, yeah, you don't understand that you are spoiling it for the rest of us. And the guy of the couple was going, Oh, I'm enjoying it as much as everybody else. Like, that's an excuse for just talking over it. And we're all going, what's the point? But um, Steve, like, is out with it very, very calmly and rationally. And, you know, it was there wasn't a major heckle put down thing that's going to happen on a video or something. Um, it was just very, very normal. Just said, oh, let's just separate you. I feel like a teacher. You used to have to do this at school. And... There were a um somebody moved from one of the seats there was so there was two seats together for this for these two fans who were a couple, and they moved, so they were far, far away now from the couple on the sofa. Now I could only see the woman in this couple. she was blonde, she was snuggling into his neck, but I couldn't really see him or his face, and I think the guy who'd complained probably hadn't really looked at him either because this guy was big (laughs) I would not have picked up on this guy at all uh I would have like shut my mouth (laughs) not said a thing and gone well that was ruined by those two but the fan did mention the noise to this this couple and this the man of the couple were very annoyed was very annoyed at being told off and attention being drawn to himself, although it was dealt with very nicely, and you know he wasn't embarrassed or anything, he shouldn't have been embarrassed you he just sat through the rest of the gig, and we thought no more of it and Steve did his traditional q and a at the end of the gig as well, and after that, we all got up to go, and I could hear a glass smash, and I just thought, whoops. Better pick my glass up. So I was holding my glass, thinking somebody had just been awkward carrying their glasses to the bar. And well, it wasn't, it was like this man had, part of the couple on the sofa, had got up and ran over to the complaining man who was older than him with glasses and punched him in the face he was on the floor, just punching him, punching him, punching him. And we're all like, whoa. And then some people helped. Daniel Muggleton was there. He, he was trying to get the guy off. No, he wasn't trying to get the guy off. Uh, I said it wrong. Um, Daniel Muggleton was trying to remove the punchy man from the prostrate man (laughs) and sort it out. And then a few other people came in to help as well. So both the man being punched and the puncher were off the ground. And the guy had his glasses back on. But the punchy man went for this guy again. And at this point, my husband tried to separate them and basically just got thrown onto his bum with chairs scattering everywhere and on the next day he looked like a baboon who was so purple-bottomed bo- <laughs> baboon purple bottom. <laughs> and there's people just like all around me and I'm still holding this glass thinking if I move I'm going to break this glass and die oh my god it was crazy <laughs> I was so shaky but the guy got ejected and then we all queued and had t-shirts and not t-shirts we all queued and got our books and bought DVDs and had selfies with Steve and that was lovely and my face and Steve's face is the curious smile of people who've gone through a thing we'd been through a thing that scary fight type thing I was really shaky and I broke my no drinking rule a little one and that was okay I think that my adrenaline was so bad that it didn't matter and I was still able to sleep quite well that night but <laughs> I'm not too good at the drinking now well, there's, there's my neck, the life of comedians, why is everything getting so violent I saw that thing yesterday about Nish Kumar at the Laws Taverners Cricket Club is it a cricket club? when he did a charity do for kids with disabilities and he was like, playing there, free of charge. There was him, there was Greg James, there was Harry Redknapp, there was Miles Jupp, you know, quite a few people who were all lovely. And some Brexit was mentioned, someone threw a bread roll, and it all got a bit... Oi, oi. <laughs> and that made the papers... The thing is, though, you could say, well, what was he doing? That kind of politics. What was he doing, doing that kind of political joke in front of that kind of crowd? And I have to say, like, last Friday I went to a comedy gig well, not Friday before last because I it was before I was ill I was just becoming ill I probably spread my, my lurk all around the working men's club which is where we were and uh, headliner was Alfie Moore ex-copper and then there was Russ Russ, 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 Russ. I can't remember his flipping name now. American guy. He was very good. And... I think Brendan Dempsey in the middle. I can't remember, I can't remember anything now. My mind has gone. It's too cold to think. But brexit joke was mentioned. So two people mentioned Brexit. Nobody got hurt. And that's a very much, you know... Tory voting leave constituency you should be able to mention politics that are not the same as other people I mean you you can pick on someone in the audience and and say oh you're wearing a stupid shirt that seems to be fine and everyone goes yeah yeah mate, Dave always wears a stupid shirt but politics no anyway here's my bus, I'm getting on my bus and I'm Back in the house, it's quarter past seven OMG. My goodness, what a long bloody commute. Honestly, I feel awful. I feel awful, I feel knackered, I just feel so exhausted. It I mean, how long is it from Milton Keynes to Northampton? Is it about like fifteen miles? How long should it take to drive fifteen miles? I know it's all round the weekend because you're on a bus, but still. Flipping. An hour and three quarters to get home. Oh, good grief. Anyway, while I was on the journey, um, I was reading uh, about a couple of friends of mine who, well, um, I know one half of the couple, Lisa Vernon, and she has been in a terrible road accident and oh, my heart goes out to you Lisa and I'm wishing you the speediest of recoveries um I've seen the photo you shared on Facebook you look very goth um oh, I can't believe this oh we had a near miss ourselves the other day because um, we had a gig in Dudley and left quite late later than we wanted to and all oh, the motorways were shut oh kel surprise and so we were like driving around the back streets, back roads streets, streets would have houses on these did not have houses on and the back roads of Oxfordshire trying to find our way home and a deer ran into our path oh my life Uh, I mean it, we clipped it but it ran away um, after giving us a filthy look and we felt flipping awful but oh good grief well, you know, it could have been worse, could it? It could have been a lot worse. But yeah, that was a good gig in Dudley. Haven't been back to Dudley for years. It's been about 10 years since I've. Oh, no, I have been to Dudley since then. I've been there on the bus on the way to hospital and that. But not to go out, as it were. I mean, we had a gig at Ye Oldie Foundry. And that's a rock pub, which has lots of old posters and band t-shirts on the walls and ceiling. It's really nice. It's really nice. It's uh, improved a lot since my last visit there. I was saying the last time I went there, we went to the zoo. Uh, I took Neil on a trip of Appreciate the Black Countryness of me. And it was a disastrous day because we ended up... um, trying to find a pub with a decent toilet. And Yale Foundry did not have a decent toilet at the time. So we went into the Shrewsbury Arms, which we realised very quickly was an NF stronghold. <laughs> and walking in behind us was a bunch of Sikh lads just come back from a funeral. And um, we all gave each other sort of like, this is a dodgy place. And we got out of there as quickly as we could. Now, after trying to drink the, quite frankly, terrible pints, because um, <laughs> that landlord, he was drunk. He was so drunk. Uh, I think he had been cleaning his pipes rather a lot, but not the ones that had the actual real beer in. Good grief. So dudley, dudley weird. Oh, and last time we went in ye oldie foundry. Um, not only th- were the toilets broken... Unusable, um, but we inadvertently offended somebody by giving them a compliment. I was basically because you know, we're a bit prog rock fans. Well, I noticed this guy in the bar and he had the leather jacket on and he had a proper Marillion, um, I think it was the Fugazi album on the back of his jacket, like hand painted. It was brilliant. so I said to him oh I really like your jacket I don't know if it's about Marillion fans Um, maybe they're just not used to hearing compliments (laughs) they're probably more used to hearing I think your tasty music is shit (laughs) it's not Marillion are brilliant they still are and they were in the days of fish and we're going to go see um, fish next year and Neil's just been to see Marillion and, yeah, we like him. So, there. Anyway, I, I paid this guy a compliment and he went, he was getting all argy-bargy with us. What I should realise is that don't, play, don't pay compliments to people with beautiful leather jackets if they also have really terrible moustaches. Dudley! <laughs> OMG, oh, I can't believe I'm back so late. I am exhausted. I've got so much to do. I'm going to feed myself yet. Yeah, what am I going to have? I've just started Weight Watchers. I've got 10 points. What can I spend them on? I think fish. Fish is calling. Oh, I don't know. Because I just mentioned fish. I'm going to see fish. I'm going to eat fish. Not the guy. <laughs> oh, dear. I do what else has been happening in the past couple of weeks. Um. I really wish that I had been able to do more. I've I've skipped out on quite a lot of stuff because of of having this cold. Can't believe it. I've got a flu voucher unused. I could have gifted myself the gift of flu, but I haven't had a chance to use it yet. I will, I will. Because, you know, what I had was a bad cold, not flu. Uh. Um I'm, I'm so Mrs Grumpy today I can't believe it. Just got into the house and it's bin day. So the recycling bins needed picking up and somebody has like obviously missed their recycling so they've just dumped theirs in our box for me to deal with. So I've just sorted it all out put the plastic in the in the um recycling bin for next time and a few bits of cardboard one of the bits of cardboard is special K original and it's still in date and it's full <laughs> i think most decided they didn't like it now <laughs> it's been outside <laughs> in the cold although but it was pretty well sealed up unless maybe somebody spilled it on the floor and then shoved it back in would they are they like they to have done that it's probably all right you know free cereal Thank you, inconsiderate neighbours. <laughs> Will she eat it? Won't she eat it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, I've just noticed that the... I've got Aldi leaflet here in front of me and there's they're having the Harry Potter collection. 30 quid. Expelliarmus. <laughs> That's not the spell you should use if you actually want people to buy the book. What would it be? I don't know. But uh, have you been watching His Dark Materials? OMG. Oh, I've got to stop saying that. I sound like a millennial or something. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. So dark. Uh, my nephew, Ashley, is so into the books as well. And he keeps spoiling it for his dad. <laughs> his mum and dad. Saying, I don't know what's happening next. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Oh. but he's read he's read all the harry potter ones as well he's about like eight times all the way through every single one of them <laughs> fast reader that's my nephew follows me see i'm not sure i'm a fast reader anymore i was extremely fast when i was his age i would devour books um i remember like my friend lending me all the heidi books and after three days, I gave them back to her. And she said, oh, I thought you'd have li- you'd have been inter- interested in them and you'd have read them. And I said, yes, I have read them all. And she went, I don't believe you. But yeah, it just didn't take me long to read all the Heidi books. They weren't that thick. That's so when I was eight, not, you know, 32. Uh, so let me see what I've got coming up in the next month. I have got some gigs coming up. Um, I've got a gig next Wednesday in Leighton Buzzard. It's just new material at the Sun Inn again. Um, Oh, yes, I've got um, Big Deal Comedy in Saffron Walden. That's coming up. And I think I've got a gig, Project Mayhem, in Birmingham on Sunday the 15th. So I've not actually got too much on at the moment. They do keep popping up. And I'll jump on them when I can. Uh, It's mostly new material this month. Or like middle spots. Not got an awful lot going on. Uh, A lot of people I know are very busy. I'm starting to get kind of... I feel really, really... I'm in such a bad frame of mind lately. Don't mind sharing with you. But if I'm comparing myself with other people... Other people seem to be kind of not as busy as I'd expect them to be either if I look at their gig lists I'm not stalking you I'm stalking you fellow comics Uh, so I think it's just that there's such saturation out there I mean I've even after many years of saying I hate the London I've put myself into London gigs for next year I mean that's that's extreme for me it's quite easy for me to get into London to be fair And it's not too expensive. But I'm not fond of going. (laughs) Especially, um, I won't go to any of your so-called bringer gigs. No, no. It's pointless for me. I don't know anybody. I've got no friends. Who am I going to take? Yeah, I think... I don't know what's affecting my mood. I think... I'm kind of ready for Christmas. But... I feel so fed up with this commuting lark and the fact that, you know, I don't really feel like I am where I want to be. And it's not for one of trying. I'm trying so hard. I'm writing content. I'm writing material. Oh, I've got a short story coming out on the 15th as well in um, a magazine called Synth. So look out for that. And that is my story, Toast. Really proud of that story as well. It's inspired by my mum. You know, and the fact that, uh, oh God, it's depressing. She's, she's dead. Uh, my dad's brain being terribly, terribly affected, of course, by his accident in Dubai. So I wrote a short story about the afterlife in which... Um, somebody who is being sold the afterlife as an alternative to to treatment in hospital, state at the NHS in the future, and they go and see their parents as on a free trip to give them, you know, the incentive to go over because the parents have both passed, but one hasn't taken properly, and that's the mother, and so she's she's full of glitches. Her programming is incomplete. She's more she's more or less a vague memory that other people have cobbled together. Of what they remember her mother doing. So, you know, mostly there in the background making um food for the family. Not really contributing. But, you know, a presence. And everyone's reality is kind of affected by the way that other people want them to be remembered. So the daughter goes to visit her parents and she remembers the house vividly from when she was a teenager... But her parents will remember her more strongly as a little child. So her reality is constantly adjusting to fit in with their their point of view of what they want their afterlife to be like. So, yeah, that's coming out. Well, my stuff is so cheery. It's as cheery as me. Um, Yeah, I just... I'm feeling really bogged down. Since my operation... I've been feeling, alternately, very, very happy to be alive and very lucky. uh, And also, extremely aware of mortality. I mean, it's... You know, if there's any, like, dead time, or, like, I I can't let boredom creep in, because it just... Gets to my head. I don't like it. it makes me feel like, I need to do more. And I have been trying to do more. I've probably been trying to do too much again. This is, uh, what do you, Donna? Are you trying to do too much? Yeah, yeah, well, I've been trying to do way too much to try and sort of fill those 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 gaps in time that, you know, where negativity can creep in. I mean, it, it is creeping in a little bit. And it's like, I have been comparing myself and realistically, I would say, I'm fine. People are saying about my comedy that it's good and they want to book me and we're just trying to sort out dates and things and this is awesome. And then I just look at my calendar and think, you're not full enough. Uh, And then I think, well, I need time to get, you know, other things done as well. So it's probably good that, I haven't got more than three gigs lined up before Christmas but I just feel there should be more oh it's desolate I should get some more reading done as well it would be nice and watch some telly oh I have watched a bit of The the Night Before Christmas have you seen it? it's top 10 some of you must have been watching it it is the shittest film that has ever been made (laughs) It is probably on a par with the room. <laughs> oh, I have got to do a takedown of it. I mean, like the very fact that this night, <laughs> what happened to the horse? Why is he? Wo- why is he now wearing the same thing he was wearing an hour ago after he just changed? Um. <laughs> oh, it's the worst film. I didn't even finish f- watching it. I'm going to have to do it. It's just ridiculous. Is that what everyone's been doing? Just like watching it just to take the mic. <laughs> oh, good grief. I love people. Oh, I don't know. At least they're not throwing bread rolls at it, eh? Eh? hey. Eh? You can throw bread rolls at me, people, because I'll just take them home and eat them. You've seen what I do with the special K. Someone dumps it outside my house. I'm thinking, hey, free bread, Free cereal. <laughs> You're all disgusting with me now, aren't you? Stop being miserable and disgusting. <laughs> I can't help it. This is my life now. I look like a nightdress case. Miserable, disgusting. <laughs> um, Yeah, and I'm not drinking enough in any sense. So I've got to sort that out as well. But yeah, I'm thinking I've probably whitted on long enough. This podcast is not even aspirational this time i i feel like i need stuff from other people i have been trying to record conversations with writers and every time i've had equipment failure which is story of my life quite frankly i mean i've got a big scar down my front that's equipment failure all my all my equipment is failing (laughs) oh i don't know hey regular listeners um Tell me something cheery. What have you been working on? Um, you got a nice painting. You got some nice short stories. You got a nice, some nice long stories. I'd, I'd like, I'd like something, something nice and Christmassy. Have you got your decorations up yet? And where have you got them? Hopefully your lounge, and not your vagina. <sighs> yeah, of course I'm gonna be gross. It's me. <laughs> I am so sad. I'm going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. No, I'm not going to leave, no, leave you. I'm going to say goodbye for now. <laughs> Stop crying. Um, Right. Yeah. Um. Book recommends before I go. Book recommends. I am nearly done with um, Grey Sister by Mark Lawrence. I'm very excited to see that he has another novel out in the same world. The world. World of Abath. But not with not with Nor um not with Nona, the nun. Um so I'm very excited to get into the new series that he's coming out with. So lots of things on my Christmas list there, book wise, but um I know what I'm getting. Getting a new Fitbit. Yeah. Oh, I better go on with doing my tea now then. What have I got that's ten points? right hope you have something nice to eat for your teas wherever you are and i will see you next week signing off bye you've been listening to the lemonade budget for champagne social butterflies with donna scott The music was it looks like the future but it feels like the past by dr turtle